welcome to episode three of the Accolade Movie Cast. I'm your host Logan. I'm Lance. And today we are reviewing the 2018 movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It is directed by Peter Ramsey, Rodney Rothman, Bob Parachetti, and it won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. Yes, I believe it is the first time in over a decade that somebody other than Disney won that. And I feel confident in saying that Into the Spider-Verse is is better than any of Disney's 3D animated movies. What about you? Uh, I can't think of any Disney movies that are better than Into the Spider-Verse. Alright, so, going into the story, it's a bit of an inversion. It follows Miles, a bit of an inversion on the classic Spider-Man story, which has been, this is the fourth iteration of it in movies now, between different series. So it follows Miles Morales. He's a uh, high schooler who gets bit by a radioactive spider, uh, except in this world, Spider-Man already existed. But he gets killed when a super collider gets opened that tears apart the dimensions. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Retroactively. I don't know. It's a great movie. You it should, should be it implied. Spoilers yeah, spoilers right. should be implied. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the super collider basically tears a bunch of other spider people out of their dimensions. So you have Peter B. Parker, who's basically like a midlife crisis Spider-Man. Uh, spider... She's Spider-Woman, but she's Spider-Gwen in the comics. Then you get, who's Gwen Stacy? And then you uh, have, obviously, Miles Morales. Then there's Spider-Man Noir, who is from the 30s. Uh, Spider-Ham, who's like a Looney Tunes character. And it is a pig that is Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. (laughs) And finally, you have uh, Penny Parker and the robot SP slash slash dr you remember it yeah Um, because it's letters dude i'm a nerd who freaking reads the comics of course i remember that she's anime spider-man essentially yeah and then so they all have to go and stop the kingpin from reusing from using the super collider again otherwise all their dimensions will explode and kingpin is trying to do this so he can get back his family who were killed in a car crash after they were driving away from him so yeah, that's the story. What do you, what do you think about the story, Lance? I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good. It's um, different enough from the uh, original Peter Parker story, but it also uh, has some good uh, similarities between it. Like he uh, has to uh, figure out how to use his powers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that leads to a bunch of comedy comic uh relief yeah yeah i think another great thing is how it's crazy how many origin stories they fit in one movie like how many you get you get miles morales like five. you get regular peter parker you get peter b parker you get noir spider gwen uh penny peter parker. parker peter porker so seven so seven origin stories in one movie they do deliver them very quick though that's the thing it's like it doesn't feel like a waste of time like literally kingpins it's like deliver he's like clicking a pen and you like see flashes of it within those pen clicks and it's like it's really well done I mean the entire movie is Miles origin story obviously but like getting six other origins it's a, it's a killer deal I also think it's one of the personally it's you know better than some Spider-Man comics it because the everybody who worked on it, it's clearly a passion project. Like there was nobody who didn't love Spider Man working on the team, presumably. You know, I don't know everybody who worked on it. Are you sure? I, I don't know for sure, but I'm gonna presume that the majority of people love Spider Man. I can say that. I think uh Peter B. Parker being there 
to help Miles uh, made the story much better mm-hmm. because uh, it characterizes Peter B. Parker along with Miles Morales, and it's uh, fun to see uh, Peter B. like accept his role as a mentor because he's kind of <laughs> reluctant at the beginning. He just wants to like eat burgers. Yeah, God, that that opening scene. Oh, I love this burger. It's so delicious. <laughs> That's how they introduce him in the trailers. Just like chomping down on a burger. And, you know, I gotta respect that from Spider-Man. I also think it's interesting because you get a little parallel because Miles is like learning about his powers and how to be Spider-Man for the first time. And Peter B. Parker is essentially relearning how to be Spider-Man because he, you know, lost all his money, lost uh, his Aunt May, lost MJ, you know. Things are not looking good. Things did not look good for him when he first appeared. And then it's like, you know, he gets a new resolve after, you know, starting to teach Miles. So, uh, who do you think, with all the different characters, who do you think is your favorite in this movie? Uh, Peter B. Parker. Peter I B. think Parker's he's my favorite. favorite. Yeah. Just him uh, swinging around with his sweatpants on while he's wearing his Spider-Man costume is... Very uh, entertaining to me. Yeah. And uh, the other Spider-Men really don't have much character, but... Yeah, I don't know. My... I'm torn. But in the comics, I love Spider-Man Noir. They kind of, like, didn't show everything here, which is fair, because uh, his origin story, like, his, uh, his uncle gets eaten. No, no. His uncle gets shot. His, uh, his like, reporter mentor gets eaten by, like, vampire things. He's killed and then, like, is brought back with spider powers. It wouldn't have worked in a kid-friendly movie yeah, like this. I don't think it matters that much uh, either. <laughs> That's why they didn't add it, because it's yeah. not about him. Yeah, I think my favorite is probably, like... It's either Miles or Spider-Gwen. Because, I don't know, Miles, he gets the most screen time. But, like, the Gwen Stacy character is always just so cool. And it's, you know... She kind of pushes a lot of the stuff in this movie... Like, she is the reason uh, they didn't just get stopped in that forest scene where uh, oh, yeah. everybody was cha- where Doc Ock was chasing them. So, I also dig how uh, the references, like, in the background even, like, when it shows her in her world in her flashback and at the beginning, it's got, the world has, like, almost a watercolor, like, uh, aesthetic and, like, bright colors. And it's exactly how the art and... Um, and the Spider-Gwen comic was portrayed, so it's really cool seeing that parallel. Uh, yeah, it's cool seeing uh, how everybody is, like, their own art style. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Noir is completely black and white, <laughs> and he looks like he's from uh, a black and white world. Yeah, he's That's even got, cool. like, those little on old newspaper strips, how they'd have, like, dots. I was watching, and, like, you can see those, like, on him. Doesn't he say that he, like, only sees in black and white? Or yeah, because he can't understand the Rubik's Cube. Because <laughs> he's, yeah. like, asking what colors it is. So it's like, not only is he black and white, everything is. I also like how his introduction is basically that he enjoys just punching Nazis. Like, that's his favorite thing. Which, you know, again, gotta respect that. Yeah, that's pretty respectable. And then Peter Porker, Spider-Ham, is a dead-on, super-accurate, like, Looney Tunes-type character. Like, everything about it. Even the... He, he goes out, like, he leaves the universe saying, that's all, folks. Like, everything about it is, like, And he pulls down. hammers and stuff out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he, like, drops an anvil on Scorpion at one point. I, uh, I think I, I uh, found interesting that I can connect to Megamind from uh, the last <laughs> From last time, week, yeah. Is that uh, they do the whole 
superhero things have become cliche because Peter B. Parker's like, oh no, don't say the with great responsibility <laughs> yeah. quote. Yeah, like I was about to say, like, no, don't you dare finish that. And I think that's uh, interesting to see uh, how Peter's gotten tired of, or Peter B. has gotten tired of, like, Yeah, he's kind of jaded at this point. Yeah. I think it also works because, like, he's also a little bit, like, of an audience surrogate there because, like, this is the fourth time we're hearing the Peter Parker origin story in the span of, like, 15 years. Like, fourth big portrayal of it. So it's like, all right, I get it. And he's, like, uh, so nonchalant while, like, walking on the side of buildings while Miles is, like, trying not to <laughs> Yeah, he's, like, trying death. to, like, grab it and everything. And Peter's just kind of chilling. So it uh, truly establishes how much of a pro yeah. Peter B. Parker Along is. with that, it's also the whole, you know, kind of he's, he's done with it. Is when they're investigate when they're trying to steal stuff from Alchemax to so they can stop down the stop the super collider. Uh, Kingpin is like talking to Doc Ock. He's like, "Watch, this is all pretty standard." He's gonna say, "You've got twenty four hours." And then it cuts to Kingpin saying exactly that. It's like you know yeah. he's done this all before. It's nothing new. Speaking of Kingpin, what do you think of his design? I think it. <laughs> If it were live action, it would be terrifying. I would be scared out of my mind if I saw someone like that walking towards me. But I think it works for the for the movie, just to show the the absolute unit that he is. I agree. I the, think it exudes his uh his power. His, yeah, his presence because he's like a big wall. Because he literally like takes up the entire screen whenever he's on. Yeah, it, I, I like his design. It's just weird how his net how his head is like almost in the middle of his body. <laughs> That is a little bit weird. Oh, yeah, he, like, doesn't have a neck. He doesn't, no. It's and just, he's got, like, a huge hunch going above. Yeah. So I think we've already touched on a little bit. The presentation in this movie is just, like, the best from the animation. The animation does not look like a 3D movie. It looks like a comic book. It's come to life. Yeah, it just looks like you took a bunch of frames and, like, put them together. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If this is what all 3D animation would look like, I would totally love 3D animation. But, you know... Usually you just kind of get, like, more stiff things. One thing I noticed is all the characters were, like, very kinetic, almost. Like, it wasn't the 3D, mo- 3D movie thing where it's, like, you have a character standing there, and they, like, lift their arms up as they walk over, and, you know, it feels oh. robotic. They all felt, you know, very lively. Like, you could also feel when, like, punches hit. Like when Miles is running, it looks like he's <laughs> a real person running. It does. Yeah, and when he's, like trying to figure out his powers and can't control anything and, like, flying all over the place. Yeah. That one, too. And I think the animation is just gorgeous. One thing, there was a director's interview, and apparently, so animation has done it, like, uh, 24 frames per second. That's how many, that's, like, the highest when everything looks, you know, like it's moving. And so Peter B. Parker was animated at 24 frames per second because he was a pro. And then Miles was animated at 12 frames per second, which is what it's normally done as. But then by the end of the movie, he's also animated at 24 frames per second to show, like, how he's grown into being Spider-Man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but that uh, that makes sense thinking about it. Because <laughs> it's, like, a little bit jittery sometimes in the animations. Yeah. Uh, his uncle. That's uh, an the impor- Prowler? That's an important character. Yeah, the Prowler's awesome. I dig his uh, his design. It's almost like a dark Spider-Man in this one, where it's like one main color of purple and like the the slanted eyes and stuff. I like what they did with him because uh, it's not. It's like uh, they hint at it the whole time, 
Mm-hmm. And I love foreshadowing <laughs> when you uh, watch the movie over again and you see it, like in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Go watch that no, episode. No, episode one. callback. <laughs> I'm just calling everything Dude, some back. Pretty, pretty great callbacks today. <laughs> foreshadowing, uh, like when he tells Miles he has a job in the train uh, or the subway, and then he shows up as the prowler in the subway. Mm-hmm. It's like a... If you're in, if you're intuitive, you can put together that he's the prowler, but also, it's uh somewhat shocking when. Yeah. The only problem is like, if you're like me and you read the comics, you're like, oh yeah, you know, it, it's his uncle, but like the people, like the people who didn't read the comics, that's a huge surprise. Which, I don't know. I think it's interesting that they tried to still keep the integrity, even though they knew people would, see that, if they had read the comics. I think one of the biggest, and also, I feel like sometimes underrated parts about Spider Verse is the music. I don't know. What's I'm not it? the biggest fan. You, you just gave me a face. What's that for? I'm not the biggest fan of the music, but that's just because I don't like uh, I don't like the genre that much. Yeah, I mean, also, like, the the score is brilliant, though. I mean, I can see how people like the soundtrack, but it's not my favorite thing. I still think What's Up Danger, like, when he, when he, like, first gets his suit that he makes, is one of, like, the best scenes. Like, the music and everything swelling with the orchestra, I think it's pretty great. There was a couple songs that I liked, but I don't remember what they are. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, but, like, the score itself is super cool. Like, the different record scratches, and, like, there's so many different instruments in it as well. The Prowler's theme is also just, like, terrifying. It's that giant foghorn noise. He definitely strikes fear when he shows up. Dude, this movie has, like, a legitimate jump scare in it. Miles is, like, in his uncle's apartment, like, trying to, you know, talk to him. But... Uh, you know, his uncle comes in in the Prowler thing, and it has a legitimate jump scare when the Prowler just, like, pops out from behind a TV. Like, I'm not lying. I, I did get a little bit spooked when I first saw that. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, very relentless when he's chasing Miles and doesn't mm-hmm. know it's Miles. He, he's, like, a, a predator. Yeah. And that also adds to the fear, because, like, Miles trying to run for his life. Yeah, because Miles knows it's his uncle, but he's he doesn't know if his uncle knows it's him. And so... No, at the point I'm talking about, he doesn't know it's his uncle. Yeah, yeah. Right after Peter Parker Oh, oh dies. right after. Yeah, yeah, right after Peter dies. Yeah, and, he, and the Prowler has, like, the motorcycle and everything, like, chasing him through the streets. I'm glad that didn't go on too long, because uh, motorcycle chases are kind of cliche. Yeah. He just hid behind a traffic cone in that end. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. There's, I've watched this movie, I think, like, six times, and I could watch it, you know, another six easily. It's just so good. It's perfectly paced. It never drags at any point. Like, it's it's really... I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy how well they made it so that everything just feels kinetic and doesn't feel like it drags in any spots. Oh, yeah. The animation's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, also, another thing we got to talk about is the references. Like, oh, my God. Almost every other, thi- almost every other scene has a reference. Like, they... Uh, one thing that's incredible is they referenced a Spider-Man Christmas album and then released the Spider-Man Christmas oh, album. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then they referenced, like, the terrible Spider-Man popsicles and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was just, like, a, a <laughs> PNG of... Yeah, it was literally just, like, somebody <laughs> taking that picture off Google. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was good. And then the end credit scene has Spider-Man 2099, and it references the old, like, 1967 cartoon that has so many memes of its own. Yeah. yeah, so so personally, what do you think about this movie? Is it like, you know, Spider-Man-wise? I think it's the best Spider-Man movie there is. Yeah, I could, I, I could see that. I haven't seen Far From Home, but 
It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so watch this movie. It's 10 out of 10 for me. What about you? I don't know. Nothing. It's a good movie, but nothing makes me want to come back and keep watching it. So no. I'm going to say like uh, 8.5. All right, so yeah, it's on Netflix. Go watch it now. Then come back next week when we start our uh, two weeks of Halloween. Next week we're reviewing A Quiet Place. So I'm Logan. I'm Lance. And goodbye. Goodbye.